You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skin. Hello, listeners. You've tuned into House of Cards. My name is Ashley Adams. I'll be your host for the hour of poker talk and discussion. We have uh, two excellent guests. The first guest is really, and I want to set this up just by saying that I have a million questions about everything related to gambling. I often act like the expert. Sometimes I am. But this time, we have a guy who is a real legal expert about online gaming, land-based casinos. His name is Eric Frank. He's an associate with Dwayne Morris. He's going to be on the show answering my questions about everything related to online gambling and land-based casinos. And I want to say to you listeners, if you have questions that you would like to pose to Eric Frank, he has offered to come back on again specifically to answer more questions. So it would be a great time for you to feed us some questions. We'll have him back on again. But listen to this. He's going to talk a lot about gambling in New Jersey, New York, Nevada, uh, and Massachusetts. I think he's a great guest. Make sure to uh, listen in. And then we have one of the biggest names in the poker community. He's the biggest winning poker player ever, if you measure that by total money won in poker tournaments. He's also one of the nicest guys in the poker world who's given a lot of his time and energy and attention to helping improve the image of poker, doing charitable events, lobbying for the legalization of Internet poker in the United States. So I'm very happy to say we're going to have Antonio the Magician Esfandieri on with us during this hour. So stay tuned. Come play for your chance to win a seat at the World Series of Poker main event. It's Poker for Life's ninth annual poker tournament, April 24th at the Tunnel in New York City. Poker for Life has already raised over $2 million for the Bonaconti Fund. Register online at PokerForLife.org before April 18th, and you'll have a chance for a $1,500 entry to a Borgata poker event. Again, that's PokerThenumber4Life.org. Poker for Life, April 24th at the Tunnel. Doors open at 6. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. 
You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Follow the show on Twitter at HOC Radio. This is the House of Cards. This is your poker education. Let's play some cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We are very fortunate uh, to have as our next interviewee a guy who is an expert on online gaming and land-based gaming. He is an associate with the law firm of Dwayne Morris. His name is Eric Frank, and uh, he's with us now. Eric, are you there? How are you doing, Ashley? Doing great. Uh, So tell us just what you can tell us about the rollout of the intrastate internet gambling in New Jersey and how it uh, how it's going. Absolutely. So uh, we've been live now since the end of uh, November. Um, so about four months. And, uh, you know, it depends on who you ask, but uh, generally things are going fairly well. Uh, there were there are some issues on the, with respect to geolocation and uh, and um, processing payments but uh overall i think that uh you know the, the industry has handled the rollout uh very well and, and the uh, division of gaming enforcement that oversees it uh did an incredible job uh with the lift on on the rollout well that's terrific uh, let me just ask you some specific sure. questions about that do you have an idea roughly and uh, we're talking right now the date is march 31st the last date in march uh, well, this show will air later, but as of now, how many, roughly, how many players are actually playing online in New Jersey? Uh, that's that's hard to estimate, but uh, and and figures for March aren't out yet. But as of the end of February, there were approximately a little less than, but approximately two hundred fifty thousand internet gaming accounts that have been created in uh, in New Jersey. Now, I, I say it's hard to estimate exactly how many that is because uh, some people could have an account with Party Poker, an account with uh, World Series of Poker, and, you know, could have four or five accounts. But uh, total total Internet gaming accounts is just shy of 250,000. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. No, it, it is a lot, and, and you've seen a big increase uh, between – for, from the end of January to the end of February, that, that, that's an increase of 25%. So uh, they're, it's definitely growing. Um, you know, the, uh, they're out there now with with radio ads and and uh, internet ads. Um, you know, they're, they're shooting to get those players online, and uh, you know, they're definitely having some success doing it. How many sites are there actually that are now legally licensed in New Jersey online? Do you know roughly? Uh, I think uh, I think it's roughly uh, I want to say seven or eight, and they all have to be affiliated with a land-based casino. Is that true? That's correct. And uh, some have, for example, uh, Caesars, uh, which operates three casinos in Atlantic City. Um, they have uh, actually four. They have um, two sites: World Series of Poker and Eight 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 Poker. I see. Okay, now. My mother lives in a place called West New York, New Jersey, which is just on the other side of the Hudson River from the Right Patton. on the border. Yeah, and I'm wondering how good the sites are now at including people that live on the border or if the no-play zones are still fairly wide. What can you tell us about that? 
you know, you're 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 right on the money with that. Uh, and it and perfect timing on that. Just a couple weeks ago, the uh, New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement relaxed the geolocation um, restrictions on what they call the flex zones, the no play zones. So at the beginning. Um, the, the the restrictions were were fairly tight and people even 15 20 20 miles in were having trouble logging on um but it just in the last 2 weeks or so they've uh they've relaxed that a bit and they're they're, they're you know testing the boundaries so can i and again this gets into the uh the nitty gritty details i live in boston massachusetts my mother lives in west new york she's always eager to have me visit her uh, this would be an incentive. I could bring my laptop to West New Jersey, assuming that she is within the play zone, that she does, she's not outside it, because she is literally about 100 yards inland from the Hudson River. Uh, but assuming that the, the location is now exact enough that it does uh, clink in at uh, being in New Jersey, I would have to log in from there. I don't have to travel down to Atlantic City and physically deposit money there, do I? No, absolutely not. Okay, so I can go through some bank. It may, I mean, I've heard that there are some banks that don't allow the transfers as easily as others, but find somebody that does, use my credit card, figure it out, but I, then I could play, presumably. That's correct. All right, that's cool. So bring us up to speed then on what's going on with uh, legislation in New York. I, you know, I live in Boston. We have a lot of listeners from New York State. What's going on with the uh, legislation in New York State as far as legalizing uh, full-scale casino gambling? Sure. Well, uh, like you said, we're speaking today at the end of March. Um, uh, First, before we get to full-scale casinos in New York, just this past Friday, uh, a bill was introduced in the New York State Senate to offer uh, Internet poker. So uh, it literally was just introduced uh, you know, just a couple of days ago, haven't really got had a chance yet to talk to my folks up in New York and get some feelers on on whether this bill has any has any legs. But uh, as I'm sure Massachusetts and New Jersey and every other state around the country is is dealing with uh, tight budgets, um, you know, legalizing internet gaming, internet poker uh, is one way that a lot of states are looking to consider doing that. So they don't have it yet, but they do have legislation that is supposed to have fast-tracked yep. full-scale casino gambling. What's going on there? Because I went to the Big Y and the Big A and up in Saratoga, the Racinos, and they suck. I mean, <laughs> honestly, there's no poker. There's no real – I mean, they got slot machines and they got races, but that's it. What's going on with getting real casinos in New York? Well, today, just uh, actually a couple hours ago, uh, the New York State Gaming Commission uh, – published uh, their request for applications. Uh, they're looking for applications for people to operate um, as many as four full-scale casinos in up, in upstate New York. Uh, they'll have a 10-year exclusive on that with no casinos in, in the New York City uh, area, but um, four casinos within, within an hour of uh, New York City, Catskills, um, and you know, further out, further out west. Um, so that process is happening as we speak, literally, and uh, applications will be due at the end of June for that. And uh, there's a lot of interest from from a lot of gaming companies in in those full scale casinos in New York. <laughs> I bet there are. I know that uh, my mom used to have a place up in the Monticello area, 
But, you know, for 30 years they've been talking about bringing a casino to Monticello, and it's never mm-hmm. happened. And So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bzid is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, bzid.com. Fans. You're listening to House of Cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And for listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Eric Frank, an associate with the law firm of Dwayne Morris. Uh, what's your, you know, counselor, what's your estimate of whether and when there may actually be uh, full-scale casino gambling in uh, what you call upstate New York, you know, mid-state or in the Monticello area or Albany or whatever. What what do you think? Uh, You know, based on how how quickly the New York State Gaming Commission is looking to make determinations, I'd be – you know, I'm going to be optimistic and say there might be shovels in the ground sometime in mid-2015. Wow. That's like, like a year from now. Yeah. Wow, that would be quite remarkable because, you know, in, I'm in Massachusetts, as I mentioned, but we have listeners all over. But here they passed the law about uh, about two years ago, and we don't have shovels in the ground yet, although we do have a slot parlor that's now been licensed. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with our casinos? Well, uh, you know, I, like you said, uh, they passed the law a couple years ago, and the process has taken a little longer than what was envisioned, but um, determinations are um are supposed to be made uh you know sometime may june of this year on on the two uh casinos one in west massachusetts and and the boston area so uh that process is, has taken a while but it's hopefully coming to close to an end of course uh there there's now a uh, a wrench in the whole in the whole process with a potential ballot question coming on on the november ballot to uh, repeal the Massachusetts Gaming Act that, uh, that was passed. So, um, you know, that could that could throw a wrench in, a wrench in, the, in the whole process. But, uh, you know, pro pro game pro casino folks uh, don't think that 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 um, movement has much much weight. Now, the latest thing here in Boston, at least, was that Marty Walsh wants to be considered a. Uh, host community that Boston, even though it is only adjacent to Everett and mm-hmm. to Revere, wants to get at least some of the treatment of a host community. Do you know anything about that and how that might stall things? Yeah. Uh, so, in connection with each license, uh, the, the, um, the towns where the where the casinos are are physically located. At least that's how the language in the in the act reads. Um, are are considered host communities and and you can't have a you, you you can't have a casino unless you have an agreement with your host community 
Um, so that deter- that discussion about Boston and and it and whether it'd be a host community forever, that that already um, occurred to a, a, a big extent. But um, I guess the gaming commission wanted to have hold another hearing and and listen to the um, the, the position on on whether on whether Boston should be considered a host community. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that's coming up uh, this month or, or, or fairly soon. So once that determination is made, uh, it, the process will continue. So you don't think this is any going to cause any major delay that they could uh, sue the Gaming Commission for malfeasance and go to the, uh, up, the corpor- up the ladder of court jurisdictions and hold this thing up for a year or so? You don't think that's a likely prospect? Well, I'm an attorney, so uh, you know I always uh, think everyone's going to sue. But uh, it, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think that the game commission has, has has looked at this issue and they've looked at it in in detail, and now they're looking at it again. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't see this holding up the process for a year. Um, Good. You know, may, it might be an opportunity to for this might be a play for Boston to try and get a little more. Um, a little more out of the, out of their uh, out of their surrounding community agreement, but uh, I don't know that they'd look to hold this up for another year or two. I'm glad I, I would share your opinion that it's for leverage, not for uh, real. It uh, doesn't have a real chance of succeeding, and maybe they're just hoping that uh, Boston will say, "We'll go away if you give us an extra couple of million dollars out of your yep. twenty-five million dollars of profits that you're going to be sharing with the state anyway." Well, that would be nice. Two more topics I wanted to cover. One is sports betting in New Jersey, and the other is the possibility of a multi-state or at least a bi-state compact involving New Jersey Internet gaming. Let's talk about sports betting first. My understanding is that uh, New Jersey legalized sports betting, but that flies in the face of federal legislation that only allows it in Nevada and to a limited extent in a couple of other states that don't do it the way Nevada does it. Uh, What can you tell us about the status of and the likelihood of having real full-fledged sports betting in New Jersey. Uh, right now, it is for the uh, before the United States Supreme Court. Uh, like you said, uh, New Jersey passed a law uh, last year or two years ago uh, legalizing uh, sports betting, um, and you're you're dead on that. That flies in uh, the face of the Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992, which is known as PASPA, um, which at the time, if if New Jersey had passed a law in 1992 authorizing sports betting, this wouldn't be an issue, and I would have been in Atlantic City this past weekend rooting for my Wolverines and betting on them, but um, I would have lost, unfortunately. Um, but since New Jersey didn't pass that law in 1992, uh, they missed out on the opportunity uh, under PASPA, so PASPA left left the door open, and uh, Nevada, obviously, which already had sports betting, was exempt, and to a lesser extent, Delaware and a, and a few other states that had uh, some some parlay bets um, were allowed to continue um, offering those. Uh, so New Jersey took the position that 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 was unconstitutional and and. You know, gave certain states rights that others didn't have, uh, and that's been through the through the legal system for quite some time. And uh, you know, it's before the United States Supreme Court, and 
hopefully we'll have some uh, some guidance on that soon. But I don't know how uh, <laughs> likely it is to. Does anybody think that uh, this Supreme Court is likely to approve sports betting in New Jersey and overturn federal legislation? <laughs> you know, if you look at it from a sports betting issue, uh, maybe not. But uh, if you couch the issue as a state states' rights, rights. <laughs> issue, you know, there, there's some there's some votes on the Supreme Court that might that might fly for that. All right. Well, then I got uh, two other questions. One I mentioned already, which is about the possibility of New Jersey joining with some other states or mm-hmm. state and forming a compact that would allow players from each state to play with each other on the, these uh, inter- legal Internet sites. What's the likelihood and possibility of that? Uh, I don't know that New Jersey's um, ready to do that. They're, they're having you know, a lot of success right now intrastate. Um, obviously, they'd like to expand their market. There's uh, – um, you know, everyone w- would like to do that, but uh, you know, there, there's right now all there is is the is the Delaware Nevada agreement, uh, which which those two states agreed to last or earlier in March, um, and uh, yeah, apparently that you know there's been reports out there that they've offered uh, or they'd like New Jersey to come on board and and they haven't yet, so I don't know that they will on this. Um, yeah, what's in it for New Jersey? They've got all the uh, players, and Nevada has very few players except for the tourists, and Delaware has nobody. So <laughs> New Jersey doesn't really gain anything unless California were to come on board. Yeah, that, that, that's right. But uh, right now, under that, that there's two bills in California for Internet poker, um, neither of which, as written right now, would allow the state to enter into a multi, uh, multi-state compact. So California is taking the position of, you know, that we got the largest pair player base. We don't really need anyone else. Right. Uh, at least, at least that's how the legislation is drafted right now. I understand. And listeners, just so you know, we've been talking with uh, a very, very uh, informative Eric Frank, who is an associate with Dwayne Morris. Uh, I have just one last question for you. We're just about out of time. We had on as a guest on this show um, Jamie Gold, who is a main event. Uh, champion of the World Series of Poker, and who has a uh, a poker room on a seagoing vessel, the Island Breeze Casino, which goes out of Palm Springs. And uh, he talked about it going into international waters and thereby not having to be regulated by any state uh, gambling regulation. And they have sports betting on this ship. Do you happen to know who, if any entity, regulates gambling once you go beyond the three-mile limit? That's uh, that's that's an interesting question. Off the, off the top of my head, I I, uh, I don't have an answer to that. Okay, he didn't either, and he said the same thing. He said, that's an interesting question. I don't have an answer for you right now. But uh, I would be... Jamie wants to call me. I'd be happy to <laughs> Well, we hope that there's enough revenue that they'll be able to pay your fees. Uh, but we may have you back on because there are constant developments Eric, in the field of gaming, online and land-based, and you are uh, a very articulate and I, a spokesperson, uh, expert, and I appreciate you joining us, uh, and I hope you can come on again. We'll have another battery of questions for you. Actually, this has been great, and uh, I'd be happy to come on anytime. Terrific. Uh, that's Eric Frank, an associate with Dwayne Morris. He's an expert on gaming and a very articulate guy. We look forward to having him back on. Uh, listeners, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. 
You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Call or text the show at 609-474-4627. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no. We're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of April 14th, 2014. Indictments were handed down last week against three Canton, Ohio residents for operating an illegal casino. The arrests were the result of an investigation by the U.S. Justice Department, the Internal Revenue Service, and the Ohio Casino Control Commission. The government is seeking the forfeiture of $1.3 million and four automobiles. According to authorities, the facility, called the Golden Nugget, brought in around $2,000 a day. Internet poker hasn't been the windfall that Nevada has been hoping for. The first monthly report on online poker in the state showed it exceeded only bingo in revenue compared with other casino games, slot machines, and sports betting. As of today, only three companies are licensed to provide online poker in the state. However, last week, the State Gaming Control Board approved applications from six more companies. And finally, if you go to the Borgata in Atlantic City anytime soon, you will see something new in the poker rooms. The casino has started using high-tech poker chips. The chips will be able to be authenticated using ultraviolet light and will have more intricate designs and colors. 
Apparently, the Borgata has found a secret to prevent cheating. Prettier chips. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Come play for your chance to win a seat at the World Series of Poker main event. It's Poker for Life's ninth annual poker tournament, April 24th at the Tunnel in New York City. Poker for Life has already raised over $2 million for the Bonaconti Fund. Register online at PokerForLife.org before April 18th, and you'll have a chance for a $1,500 entry to a Borgata poker event. Again, that's PokerTheNumber4Life.org. Poker for Life, April 24th at the Tunnel. Doors open at 6. You're listening to the House of Cards. Our favorite thing was to beat some young hotshot. Some jerk who dominated his home poker game and thought he could make a living playing. And the great thing for us was that Texas Hold'em was such an easy game. You get two private cards, five others are dealt up. Whoever makes the best five card hand wins. Piece of cake. And more showed up every day to prove they had it not. It was a feast. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, as promised, we have, I think it's fair to say, the winningest, the biggest winning poker player of all time who's going to join us. He won the one drop for the big drop or the big drop, the million-dollar tournament a couple of years ago, and he is back as our guest. He's been a guest twice before on House of Cards. He is, of course, Antonio Isfandiari. Uh, Antonio, are you there? I am here. Great. So, First of all, is, is it true? Good morning. Yes. Uh, is it true that you have the greatest tournament winnings of any player, alive or dead? Is that true? Um, if you're asking me if I've won the most recorded amount of money in a poker tournament, uh, yes, that is true. And you could say that I was poker's all-time leading money winner. However, I disagree with that title because... Really, I don't deserve it. It was just one tournament in which the buy-in was so big, and I happened to beat 47 players and all of a sudden catapult to the top of the list. So I'll take it, but I don't deserve it, and yes, it's true. <laughs> how many times, other than that, how many times have you finished in the money in a uh, World Series of Poker event? Oh, I don't even know. Um, pretty big number. Uh, I mean, I've been playing the World Series of Poker for many years, and you know, multiple caches per year. So, I, you know, I, I don't know what the number is. I'm actually kind of curious. I'm sure you can find it on one of those sites somewhere on the Internet. The Hendon Mob or a card player or something. Um, right. well, well, let's talk about your latest endeavor. Uh, you are now doing something called Strip Magic. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, that was just a really cool uh, promotion that uh, Ultimate Poker wanted to do, and I was all about it because I love to do magic. And... Frankly, I'm surprised that none of the other poker sites that I'd ever worked with throughout the years even thought of that. And so I just want to give credit to the creativity and the guys at, you know, running Ultimate Poker's, uh, you know, marketing division and creativity and all that to actually think of it and actually put it together. They had a great team of guys who were out there on the on the strip. And it was so much fun just walking around and doing magic for everybody. I mean, I, I kind of missed it. And, you know, when you do magic for people, it brings out their, the kid in them. You know, all of a sudden they're intrigued, they're confused, they don't know how something happens. And I kind of, like, there's this little 
bubble of youth that comes to life. And I really enjoy being the person that brings that out of them. So what's the setup? You just walk up and down the strip and uh, go up to strangers, or do you have a crew that gathers yeah. people around? Or how do you do it? Oh, no, 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 no. No, what happens is if there's a mob of – if there's people walking around, the second that you see people uh, interested in something and there's a, you know, a group of people forming, automatically you're curious. That's just how our minds work. And so all I have to do is go up to one random person, do a magic trick, and then all of a sudden in less than – Two minutes, you have 50 people circled around you. So getting a crowd was super easy. Had nothing to do with the crew. The crew was just there for sound and, uh, you know, the recording and all that kind of stuff. Did you have any reactions that you didn't expect? Uh, like anybody on, get on, mad? Did anybody ask who you were? Did anybody think you were trying to pick their pocket? Anything like that? No, that doesn't usually happen. I mean, it has happened before in the past, but um, on this particular shoot um, on the on the strip, it was all great. It was all fun. It was all good. There was no drama. There was no anything. It was it was fantastic. I mean, it's clear that I'm a magician when I'm doing magic. It's you know I'm not there to pickpocket somebody or do anything <laughs> like that. So, no, nothing crazy happened. I mean, there was some. There was a couple of guys that had incredible reactions and. Uh, nothing went wrong, so luckily. How long did the shoot take? Uh, it was an entire day of filming on the strip. And how is it being broadcast? I mean, I see it's with YouTube. How many episodes did you make out of it? Uh, I think they made a total of six episodes out of it. I'm not exactly sure. But, you know, it's, it's perfect because it's short and it's sweet. It's not, you know, people lose focus after X amount of time if something is not super interesting. And so this is great because it's just a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, in and out. You know, people are intrigued. They want more. They love it. And so I'm really happy that we did it. Terrific. How do I catch this act? Where do I have to go to see it? Well, if you follow Ultimate Poker on Twitter or Instagram, they, they post it quite frequently, and uh, it's, on, it's on YouTube. Um, so just follow them on on uh, Twitter, Ultimate Poker, and you'll get all the information they need. Terrific. Um, I'm interested in knowing how the rollout of Ultimate Poker's intrastate internet gaming is going in both New Jersey and Nevada. Do you know anything about that, or are you just affiliated but don't know what's going on? Well, you know, they bring me up to speed with certain things. I know that we're obviously in New Jersey. We're in Nevada, and... You know, depending on how legislation goes in other states, I think that it'll be, you know, only a matter of time before it progresses into more states opening up. I mean, I think that's the right thing. I think that as an American, you have a, a right to play poker and you have a right to play poker from your house. And, you know, eventually that will come to life because, in essence, it's the truth. It's, it's not a hoax. Poker is a game of skill. And it's unfair to take it away from you. You have a right to play poker, and you have that right from home. And I think that it's only a matter of time before legislators uh, see the see the truth in that. And I think that Nevada and New Jersey are doing a good job so far of making sure that it's safe and secure and regulated. You know, I know that Ultimate Poker goes to every length uh, possible to make sure that everything is completely kosher and copacetic, you know, because the Gaming Commission is no joke. 
you know, you can't you can't mess with with them at all. You got to just make sure that everything is, you know, dot, all the I's are, are are dotted and all the T's are crossed because you just you can't mess with them. So, yeah. So once other states see that it's working in Nevada and New Jersey, I think they'll be more inclined to bring it to their state. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I I really feel that it's something that uh, they needs to come back. It is regulated. There is tax money to be made. It's a basic freedom. Uh, it's ridiculous that they outlawed it in the first place or outlawed money transfers to uh, online sites, and uh, I think it's long and coming. Tell us a little bit, by the way, for those who just tuned in, we're talking to Antonio Esfandieri, Antonio the Magician, who is out with a uh, a neat uh, YouTube video that you can access through Ultimate Poker. It's called Strip Magic. Uh, tell us how the games are. I mean, how many people have signed up, or roughly, in New Jersey or in Nevada, if you know, can you get games anytime? Do they, are they sustainable? Do you have enough players there, within the there's, state? There's, there's always a game. I mean, I was, on, I was playing ultimate poker last night from home, obviously in, in Vegas. And there was, you know, 20 something games going. So, uh, you know, you can, you can, you can play Omaha, you can play Hold'em, you can play PLO eight. You can, there's definitely players on there. Now, you know, it's obviously a smaller market. It's only Nevada. So when you have a pool, that's, kind of small relative to the rest of the world. I mean, there's only a few million people in, in Nevada. Um, you know, you're not going to have as much selection as, you know, other sites that are operating illegally in the United States. So, um, you know, it's working, but it's a work in progress. And as time progresses and more states open up, you'll have, you know, more more games and more action. Okay. Are there any promotions connected to the World Series of Poker that's coming up real soon, either for the million-dollar event, maybe Satellites to Satellites, or the main event, or any events? Is there any connection? Yeah, look, Ultimate Poker is always doing stuff. I mean, you know, last summer we gave away a million bucks and, you know, extra stuff, uh, promotional stuff. So, uh, you know, in, in time you'll hear about more stuff. And like I said, if you follow Ultimate Poker on Twitter, you can hear about all their promotions and whatnot. So... Yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of cool stuff, and there's a lot of cool new stuff moving forward that you'll see and hear about. Great. Um, just a couple of things before we let you go. Are you planning to play in a lot of events at this year's World Series of Poker? Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> I think he still is, yes. Uh, are well, you si- he's Catholic, then I'll be playing lots of events. When he renounces his you know, Catholic beliefs, then I'll, maybe I'll take it easy. All right. Are you signed up for the big event this year? Not yet, but you can pretty much bet the farm that I will be. You don't want to be shut out. They no, have that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure. Are you planning on any uh, travel before uh, the World Series? Yeah, I'm going to Monaco for the uh, EPT Championship, and that'll probably be my last set of travels before the World Series. I'm kind of... A little beat down from all my traveling in the last couple of years. I've been hitting it pretty hard. It's time to take it easy a little bit. Well, I hope you do. At least you'll, when you're at home and taking it easy, you can play online. If I were to go, if I were to go to Las Vegas and because people that visit the state can play on Ultimate Poker, right? I mean, you can sign in if you're just there briefly. You don't have to be a resident, do you? No, you can actually sign up from wherever you are right now. You can get your account all set up, get your money all situated. And the second you enter the state of Nevada, you can actually log on and play. 
Oh, that's great. If I were to log on, am I likely to find you in one of the games, or is that a rare occurrence? No, I play every day when I'm home in Vegas. The only problem is I travel a lot for these tournaments, so there's spurs of two, three weeks where I'm gone. So, you know, obviously you're not going to find me then because I can only play when I'm in Nevada. So, But when I'm in Nevada, um, I play all the time. So, you know, during the World Series and all the times that I'm home, you'll see me on there, you know, at least once a day, usually twice. Great. Well, I may have to do that when I get there. When is the uh, tournament in Monaco, by the way? When are you going to be there? That's April 21st, I think, is the first event. not entirely sure. Okay. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you make many deep runs in uh, the events in the World Series. I may see you out there. I remember the – I don't know if you recall, but the first time I met you was in – Actually, New York State, you were doing a charity tournament, Antonio. We did something for MS, multiple sclerosis, and you were the celebrity at the tournament, Jason DeLoya. Do you remember this? Yes, and I remember him. uh, He's a good guy, and he's very passionate. And I do remember. That was many years ago. Many years ago. And uh, the tournament is still going. They've raised over $200,000, $250,000 as of this year. And I think that was one of their first. And you were good enough to go there, and you did a couple of magic tricks for the group, and you uh, played in the tournament and were very sociable to the people there. Do you, do, do you still do charity tournaments from time to time? Yeah, of course. I, I try and do as many as I can. I actually just hosted one for Bill Clinton in L.A. Uh, for the Clinton Foundation. That was pretty cool. Um, wow. But any anything that's poker related, you know, if I can show up at one event and make a difference in the amount of money raised for charity, then I think it's incredibly selfish of me not to go if I can go. So I do at least, I don't know, probably 10 of those events a year. A lot. I do quite a bit. Well, you are a very good spokesman for the poker community at large because of what you've done. And I hope the message that you expressed earlier about legalizing and expanding online Internet gaming gets through. I know the Poker Players Association, the PPA, has been pushing it for a long time. Uh, What do you think the chances are that California is going to legalize it? I think that uh, it's it's a favor. I would bet that it will happen in the next two years. So that's where I stand. I think that's the big one. Once California goes legal, then, you know, it's a whole different ballgame. The gates are open. I agree with you, and I think uh, there's also a chance you'll start having compacts between and among states so that it will not just be state by state, but you'll have an association of a few states for a larger pool. Um, yes, of course. I mean, California, you know, is a is a big state. I mean, it's. I think that with that opening up, it really will motivate a lot of other states because uh, I think a lot of people look at California and – Obviously, the population there is, you know, multiple times over Nevada. So it'll be exciting times when California opens. I agree. Well, let's hope it happens soon, and uh, I hope you do well. I hope to see you at the World Series. And, of course, if you have any other announcements, please let us know, and we'll put you back on. I appreciate it. And for anyone listening, it's uh, Magic Antonio on Twitter and Instagram. Great. Well, thank you, Antonio. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. We've been talking to Antonio the Magician Fondieri, who has just uh, announced his Strip Magic YouTube video for people on Ultimate Poker. Stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break.
Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. BZ.com. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless... When that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush? It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is our mailbag segment when I'm joined by my very handsome producer, Dave Weishattle. So, Dave, what do we got this week? Well, big news for us. 95.9 FM and AM 1600. We will be on KIVA Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque. Yeah. That's home to seven poker rooms. I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. But wait, wait. You cut me off before I gave the slogan of the station. Please. Which is great. The Rock of Talk. The Rock of Talk. I have no clue what that means, but. The Sounds rock cool. of talk. It's like cutting edge <laughs> talk. talk. It's like the mo- we're, we're cutting edge right now. We're <laughs> better to be the rock <laughs> of talk than the waltz of talk, <laughs> right. or the foxtrot of talk. Yes, the the feather of talk. Good, good, but, good, uh, good. Seven poker rooms, or seven casinos, or seven. There's poker seven. Rooms. Well, there's uh, Sky. There's sixty six. There's Isleta. There's Sandia. There's Santa Ana. Uh, there's Camel Rock. There's uh, the big one is uh, Buffalo Thunder, and uh, that's seven. Now, these are all in the Albuquerque Between area. Between Santa Fe and Albuquerque. Okay. There's also one, the Ute, I think, out west, and maybe one or two others that I just don't know off the top of my head. But those are the ones that I'm familiar with. I've been to uh, all of them except for Buffalo Thunder, which is new since I've been there. It's about three years old. It's It replaced Cities of Gold. Cities of Gold mm-hmm. had a kind of a uh, crummy old room, which I like. They spread crazy <laughs> pineapple. But they were just, the casino was, I thought, awful, falling down. And they built uh, Buffalo Thunder, the same tribe, I believe. Okay. And uh, I haven't been to see it, but I'm eager to go out there. 
Now, are these, are these are all Native American casinos? Or all. Are they all of them? I think, in fact, gaming is restricted to Native American uh, reservations. And I think there are other rules that make it a good place to play low-stakes poker. They have a limit, at least they used to, on the rake. They capped it at three. Oh, that's good. Um, so that made the games good. And you don't have any real serious big-time players there because of the low stakes. I mean, I don't remember any rooms that spread anything bigger than maybe occasionally they get a 10-20 limit game. Uh, maybe they'd get a 2-5 game, but rarely, and nothing ever bigger. Now, maybe it's changed in the last two or three years. I haven't been out there for three years. Did you have a favorite when you were out there? Um, well, I liked uh, Sandia, okay. which is the big one down uh, right near Albuquerque and right by the Sandia Mountains. And there's a wonderful lift that you can take up to the top, and it just overlooks the whole area. That was my favorite. Sandia, you know, the other ones were all good. They all had something to recommend them. I got to tell you, it's easier to find the poker rooms in Santa Fe than that assignment you gave us last week. I'm going to Japan, and I need to find a poker room. <laughs> oh, well, my God. There's something called the Japan Poker Association, but they stopped Facebooking and tweeting about a year ago. So I don't even know if they're still around. I know I know there's online poker, but uh, not for money. I made, so. I made contact through... Uh, Linda Johnson and okay. Jan Fisher, my friends, uh, they gave me a contact whom I have contacted, who's emailed me a couple times, told me there are very small underground games mm -hmm. uh, that he can put me in touch with, and there's the Internet that you can play, although it's, uh, I don't know if it's legal, but well, that's what he told you me. You can't win money. I think you can win prizes and really? things like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. You can't sign on? It's Your email is blocked? Uh, what happens? Uh, no, I, th I think you're not playing for money. I think you can win a prize. I think you play for points and stuff like that. They, that's the way they get around to playing online poker. You're not going to win any cash. You mean you can't access party poker or uh, poker stars? No, apparently not. Okay. No, no. Right. These these are all local sites there. Ah, so. okay. All right. So, so I'm, I'm sending it out to our audience. Any ideas, info at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Right. Tweet us, HOC Radio, and uh, call us, 609 Four seven four four six two seven on our hotline. So, Fair enough. Okay, good. Give us some information. And since it's the traveling season, I got two questions, basically the same one. Shoot. From Mark from Lake Tahoe, Nevada, and Jim from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. They both want to know, since it's the tourist season, is this the best time to hit the poker rooms? Are there weaker players in the rooms during the travel season? I don't know what makes April the travel season. Uh, oh, every, I, everyone's on vacation this week. <laughs> really? Yeah, late April. I don't know. It, it's uh, spring break, and oh. it's, you know, everyone's uh, not in their offices. It's amazing. I don't know. I think of summertime as vacation time when rooms are like Atlantic City and Nevada and whatever have a lot. And, you know, Christmas time yeah, yeah. as uh, time. Certainly true that it's more profitable to play against tourists than regulars. Um, whether or not there are more tourists now, I will leave it to experts on the subject like you to uh, weigh in on. Uh, I found that it's the destination itself more than the time of year that determines how profitable a game is. So, for example, um, Mohegan Sun, a lot of tourists from New York, yeah. Maryland Live, Tons of action, not so much connected to tourists as the fact that there's been a historic 
dearth of legal poker rooms, so all the money that's been saved not playing in public poker rooms is now going in there. Uh, Las Vegas, if you hit it during the right convention, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Certain that's... conventions have a higher. In fact, there was there used to be a discussion group called RGP, and we we would uh, delve into which conventions are the best. Do you want to hit the nerds convention, <laughs> like you know the high tech conventions, or salesmen, or the hospitality industry, or ministers, or whatever? Um, okay, what group of people out of what you named are easy pickings? I know. I used to like playing against Cowboys when the oh, really? rodeo was in town. Like the second week of uh, January, there was a big rodeo in Las Vegas. I thought that was good. Um, I've never really thought about conventioneers as a class except for fun. But if I were to say who I'd like to play against, um, a salesman, insurance salesman, uh, just people that would be into – Bravado, maybe people from the uh, financial industry, mm-hmm. if they ever had a Goldman Sachs reunion uh, or you know Wall Street <laughs> convention. Well, they're gam- they're big gamblers anyway. Yeah, so right. So I, I mean that that would be uh, the ideal crowd. Uh, it, it, let me say, just to answer from my experience in Atlantic City, you get the guys whose families are out on the free beach. By the way, Atlantic City is the only free beach in New Jersey. So there's always families there, and their husbands or wives are sneaking away from the kids and at the tables. Or they have the steel pier. What which do you mean is, the only free beach? You have to pay to get on the beach? Yeah, you have to pay. What does it cost? Uh, it depends. I think uh, Point Pleasant used to be 7 $8 for the day, or and that's not even including parking now. And um, You mean... That's by the boardwalk, but yeah, to get yeah. into the beach, you have to go through a turnstile or They something? have a boardwalk, and before you step down onto the beach, right on the top of the stairs, they have people stationed to give you the beach badges. And uh, Beach badges? Yeah, no, it's a little plastic thing around your... Uh, so what would stop you from going onto the beach for free in Atlantic City and walking down to... Oh, they have the barriers. Have no, they have the... Uh, they make them look like nature made them, but they're big piles of stone that you really have to work at climbing over. You, can't, you could swim, you, you, presumably. Yeah, you could probably swim. I mean, if you're really, <laughs> really How far? <laughs> that's, I didn't know that. There's, there's a lot of riptides, man. You're not going to swim out there. But, uh, no, it's uh, Lang City's the only free beach in New Jersey anymore. Huh. And that's like, that. you know, you still have to park or something. You have like to that. pay to get on the beach in Cape May? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that sucks. Yeah, Go up to uh, Long Island where there are free beaches or California or Massachusetts. I mean, you have to pay to park, Yeah, but yeah. the beach is free. No, you, you pay to park in Jersey and you uh, pay before you step on sand. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Boy, I just... Uh... But well, like once I said, you're the there, Bank City is the only, you know, the only free one. So, hey, they got once that. Once you're there, you can stay all day. It's not like they come around and they collect time. No, no, no. That's why they give you the badge. You, you attach it to your wrist and you can – then you go home with this weird sunburn that you have this white ring around your you – know. I see. So you grew up paying to go to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. can you get a season's pass? Yeah, you, you can get a season's pass. I mean, you have the thing that you uh, – they now have the rubber ones that you – bracelets that you like put the on. lance armstrong yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow well. what if you live down there do you get a pass if you live in the town or do you, you, you have to pay you, too you get a break on the price you get a residence fee oh, <laughs> so if the, you rent a house do you rent a house you have to pay but you can get maybe the residence rate yeah you might be able to because you might be able to get the residence fee who owns that house to do that so do people trade off their bracelets to kind of uh 
you know somebody who lives there and they have a, a season's pass, can you I would guess borrow you can. it and yeah, go I on? Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. Do they have, like, fingerprint identification? <laughs> no, no, I think that's soon to come, but it's ah, – uh, okay. no, yeah, you can do that. Cool. Well, I'll have, so, to, I'll have to check yeah. that out. I, I remember seeing the – Stall, it looked like turnstiles or something you'd have to go through, but I never realized some do have that, but mostly they're the people that are sitting there and uh, they're the oh. guys with the uh, umbrellas and the white stuff on their nose blocking <laughs> your path to the gotcha. uh, beach. Well, listeners, that's it for mailbag uh, and come back next week. In the meantime, good luck and goodbye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.